seen people make um, cup noodles taste better. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just add stuff to it. I'm for the egg. Yeah, bro. I'm ne- like, I never even thought of that. I'm not, cause I see it, I'm like, oh, you could add real food to cup noodles and make it actually edible yeah, instead of, of just the saltiest thing you ever had in your life. All right, everybody. This is the Transform Your Body, Transform Your Life show. I got right here, right next to me, Coach Greg. Coach Greg, can you tell everybody hi? What's up, guys? It's Coach Greg. I'm happy to be at Haven Studios. <laughs> Not Haven Gym, Haven Studios. Now we have a recording studio. Yes, sir. Now, Greg, uh, the reason why I brought you on the pod was for several different reasons, one of them being you're one of our coaches, right? And you're actually our oldest standing coach, our longest tenured coach. For about a year and a half, you've been working with us, right? Um, yes, since February of 2022. February 2022, that would be, we're coming up close to two years, so it's been a it's been a long journey, and I've been having a wonderful time. Our clients have been having a wonderful time. But for all of our current, past, and future clients who are curious as to why we started working together, who you are, and what your journey has been, can you start me off, man, by telling me what, what, got, what got you into fitness? What, what started your transformation journey? And maybe you'll share a little bit about the, uh, about the bench press and you know what I mean, all those things. So <laughs> go for it. Uh, what he is talking about is an inside joke, guys. Um, first thing first, just want to say thank you for having me here. It's an honor to be able to talk to you and talk on your podcast. Um, so you asked me what got me into fitness. And I'll say a lot of things. But I think mostly, really it was aesthetics. When I was younger, I just thought, oh man, I'm real small. How am I going to get bigger? I said, maybe let me try working out. Um, One thing turned into the next, and then I began working out more and more and more. I fell in in love with bench pressing. (laughs) I couldn't stop bench pressing for some reason. Um, I had no, like, coaches, no, like, teams or any guidance. I just was at home bench pressing for five days straight. (laughs) Man, it was crazy. Um... Uh, my chest got bigger, but the rest of my body did not. And I always look back and say, why didn't, why didn't I try any legs or some, some uh, triceps or curls? I just did bench pressing for maybe two years straight, bro, just bench pressing in my mom's basement. Mm-hmm. It was excellent, though. I loved it. I'm not going to lie. Okay. So that's interesting, Greg, that you mentioned how first you want to get into this because of aesthetics. Similarly for me, and I think for what, 99.99% of people who want to get started on their transformation and gym journey is because they want to look better. And maybe along with that comes with approval seeking. And as a guy, you want to be feel more attracted to other girls, especially as you're growing up. Maybe you want to look at yourself and feel more, you know, confident and powerful mm-hmm. and so on. But then you mentioned something interesting, which was as time went on, you continue with it, yeah, of course, to keep on looking better. I'm sure that was a factor, but now also to feel better spiritually, mentally, and physically. And my question then is, when did you realize that? When did you realize that it wasn't just about like getting a bigger chest, being leaner, being bigger and stronger? When did you realize that shift for yourself? So first things first, I'll be honest. Um, if someone is coming in to just look better, then do that. Um Anybody's journey is your own journey. Don't let anybody question it. Don't let anybody judge you. You go in for why you go in. For me, it was I felt different. I felt my mental got better. My spirit got better. 
this started to happen more towards college years. So I'll say around age 20 to age 21 was when I noticed how much the gym affected me. Um, I noticed how other people talk to me, how how I talk to myself. Um, a lot of times before I started working out or the very beginnings, I would talk down to myself. I would say, I can't, or I couldn't do that. I shouldn't do that. And then I learned through fitness, I can. I can try something. I can be something. And it wasn't overnight. It definitely was not overnight, bro. It was uh, years and years and years. But I stuck with it. I believed in myself. And now I got to a point where right now I'm very confident. And I... I'll give 90% of that to fitness, the belief in myself. That's incredible, man. 90% of the belief in yourself coming from fitness. That's, a, that's something that I think that is often, like you said, everybody has their own goals and they're your own, right? If you do want to look better, great. Come on in, you know, train, look better. That's fine. If you want to do it for your spirit, your mental, or a combination of both, that's great. But I think you mentioning as well that your conversation with yourself changed dramatically and that's what helped you attribute 90% of your success outside the gym to, well, the gym. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about what did you start telling yourself as you grew up and you got older and you got more mature and wiser and stronger? What did you start telling yourself that you think allowed you to be more successful in the rest of your life? So what hindered me at a young age, I think, was self-doubt. And I think I did what a lot of people do, which I think is very bad, is to compare yourself to others, compare yourself to people that you see on TV. Um, I'll compare myself to, like, uh, 50 Cent or somebody. <laughs> like, yo, well, how come I'm not 50? <laughs> how come I'm not 50? But um, it's, it's not that. It's um, you... Well, I tell myself this. I'm trying to be the best version of myself. And the best version of me is a guy who works out a few times a week, who likes to do yoga, who likes to do cardio. And when I do all these things, something that just aligns in me. And then because of that, I feel better. I'm able to hold conversation better. I'm able to be better. And can you go back to the question? So the question is, is and you're giving a wonderful answer, and I think I was going to circle it back to this, but the conversation you have with yourself now, what do you tell you? Before you would say, I shouldn't, I couldn't, uh, I, I can't. What do you tell yourself now when you find yourself looking at something that maybe, uh, maybe you can share how you spoke to yourself when you were looking to um, make a pivot in your career. Maybe okay. you could share that, like what you were telling yourself then to push you forward. Um, not to be uh, funny, but what I tell myself now is this is easy. This is easy. Uh, I've done most of the hard work. I know what I'm doing. I tell myself positive things. I tell myself reassuring things. And sometimes those like bad thoughts might, might get in. But there's so much positivity, so much good in me already that I know is just going to push it right to the side. And I'll be able to tell myself, I got this. I know I can't handle this. And um, I think I try to what's the word? bestow that upon the ones I work with, the ones I try to train, the people 
around me, I think I try to push that forward a lot because that helped me a lot. And I think that helps a lot of people out too. So then that leads me to my next question because this change in your own self-talk, your own conversations with yourself between your ears, you mentioned how you want to bestow that on the people that you're working with. What made you then, and I don't want to assume here, but what made you then want to become a coach um, to train other people and to work with them and bestow that on them? What what made you want to do that? Um, Starting off as a trainer was all for profit. I started off thinking, I've been doing this for years. Let's make some money doing this now. And people were in my ears telling me, I could be a coach. I could be a coach. Yeah, yeah. And it was cool. I had that idea. It was cool. I just kept going. For some time, I just tried to do it for profit. Then I remember one of my earliest clients. Um, we were working out at Warren Ankle Park in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Um, let's see. This is probably the second or third week. I came in. I'm smiling. I see her, and she's crying. And then I ask her what's wrong, and she tells me, She's crying because she's upset how she looks, how her body looks, how she got her into this spot in life. And um, she was just really down about herself. And then I realized at that moment that, okay, what's, so what's my job going to be? Am I going to be trying to just take money from her or am I going to try to teach her and tell her, no, nah, that's, that's not right? What she was doing right there was talking to herself the same way I used to talk to myself. And a, a switch just clicked in me instantly. Like, oh, nah, this isn't a for-profit thing. This is a this is a gift. This is a gift that I have, and I have to use it to help others right now. And I wasn't going to let her just cry right there. I was going to tell her, look, no matter what happened in the past, we're going to make a change now. It, um, it put a small smile on her face, it got her started, and then we worked out for about two more months, and man, she killed it, bro. I was so proud of her, bro. She was killing it, yeah. Um, just seeing that, and then just looking into myself. That was the truth. That was when I realized, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to be a personal trainer. And after that moment and after you helping her and you helping her wipe her own tears and, and, and moving along forward with her journey, what do you think or do you know, um, what do you think or do you know how it affected her life beyond the gym after you guys parted ways, uh, months later, years later? How do you think that affected her? I would like to say in a positive light. Um, I tried my best to be there for her. We'll text um, every now and then. But... Um, I kind of realized as a trainer, I'm, you're not going to train somebody until they turn 80. You probably get a few months, maybe a few years with them. And what I want to do is teach you the positivity. I want to teach you these great affirmations. I want to tell you you are worthy. And I want to show you how to do all these workouts. It's not too complicated, but once we, we might have worked out for two to, to three months. By the end of those two to three months, I was positive that if she wanted to go somewhere else, she could work out somewhere else. She'd have confidence in herself, and she'll be able to 
go to any gym and just walk up to a machine or walk up to a barbell and just go. That made me real, real happy. And I think what made you real, real happy to drive the point even further home is you built a level of independence, of confidence, of, of say, self-affirmation and self-acceptance with her. And that's something that she can take with her, whether she's moved to California, to, uh, say, South America, Asia, any, anywhere in the world that she goes, this young woman, this young lady is going to take the memory and the impact and the legacy of Coach Greg with her, which is namely, I am worthy, right? And I can do it. And even if it's scary and if it seems difficult, that's fine. It doesn't matter. It's not going to kill me. I've been through worse. I'll make it mm. happen. And that's partly why, why, why you and I started working together, essentially, because almost two years ago, we sat down and we started speaking about what it would look like if we move forward. And I would like to know, at least now that we have you on the pod, um, what, what made you want to say... What made you want to continue working at Haven as the months passed and the year passed? What made you want to continue working with us here? So what got me into Haven, um, I wanted to better myself as a trainer. I wanted to, I thought I was doing good, but I think it's always room to learn, room to get better. And I just saw this as an opportunity to, okay, let me use this as an opportunity to train myself, learn how to train more than one person um, at a time. Learn how to be a better coach to more people. What got me to stay here is the love, man. The family aspect of all of Haven. Um, one of the greatest, greatest, greatest jobs I ever had in my life. What you built here is not a work environment. You built a family. You built a home for many people. Many, many people from the Man, from the employees to the clients. We all have somewhere to come in, bust out these workouts, feel good about ourselves, and we just all feel better once we leave. Um, I stayed here for a year and a half, basically because that love has been here for a year and a half. It hasn't faltered. It's just gotten bigger. It's gotten better. We've gotten bigger. You've gotten better. It's great to see. And it's keeping me here for as long as possible. Uh, so I was crying in the background, but you know now I'm good. <laughs> and with that being said, man, um, no, I believe so as well. I think that um, part of what drives me and in, in, in continue to build this with you and with everybody else on the team is, yes, like you mentioned earlier, there is a profit motive. We are running a business. You know, We have paychecks to, to deliver out. We have rents to pay, all those things. But really what, what drives me and what at times has kept me up at night for, for a, a lot of nights in a row even is are we providing that home for them? And I think in the home that we've been building for them, um, there's been lots of stories, lots of names, lots of personalities, lots of people that we've, that we've touched and we've, and, we've, and we've helped out. But then my next question is, is you, from your perspective, behind your eyes, what's a, what's a big client name that comes up to your head and what's a story that, that, that you remember fondly of somebody that we helped out? Cool, man. This is a great question. Um, so many clients. So many, so many, so many, so many. Um, I was actually thinking about this 
let's say over the weekend, and I was thinking about a client named Bree Silva. Mm. Uh, Bree is one of, is the Energizer Bunny. You know the one that should be, be clapping her, her uh-huh. uh, uh, hands uh-huh. and just moving forward and just a ball of energy. Um, it's massive. It's so funny when you see her. When her when she first came in, I remember her just gloomy, her being down, her barely talking, um, not enjoying working out, not enjoying being, uh, not loving being here, and just a side of Brie that if you knew her now, you would never even thought that that was her. Um, let's say that's that's day one. Let's say after week one, um, a little bit more. She's talking a little bit more. She's talking a little more. Month one. She made some changes in her body. She was coming in three, four times a week. Um, her appearance got better. Her her feeling got better. And I think it goes back to what I said earlier. I think she just felt better about herself. After maybe a month and a half, this girl has been off the walls. Ever, this, this is like last year. And she's been off the walls ever since. You, you can't calm Brie down, bro. She She's so much. It's so funny. Um... She's one of my favorite examples, but I can answer this question for at least 30, 30 different clients, man. Yeah. And I think it's wonderful that you mentioned Bree, and shout out to Bree, right, if you're listening to this. Shout um, out, Bree. Shout out. And I think it's wonderful that you mentioned because, like, when, when, when she comes on in, like, you're giving us the description of gloomy and didn't want to work out. And that's not who I know. Who I know is somebody who can't stop talking, can't stop jumping around, can't stop lifting some heavy-ass weight, can't stop enjoying herself, can't stop helping other people and pushing and cracking jokes and so on. Like, these are two totally different people, right? And it's wonderful to see the physical changes, right? But also the mental, emotional, spiritual changes that you experienced when you first started working out. Mm -hmm. And how it's, I think it's, it's one of, the beautiful things in, in in the limited amount of time that we, we do have on this earth is that I think pain teaches us compassion. And sometimes I think that great pain teaches us great compassion. And that means that you through your struggles, you said, okay, I'm going to help myself. And then as time went on, you turned towards a young woman who had some tears in her eyes and you said, I know what you're feeling. I, I maybe not as a as a female as a man you know I've had my particular way of dealing with it but I get it and I have an opportunity here to make you feel worse and make you and put you down even further and try to discipline you and make you work hard until you vomit and things like that or I can take you and I could say you could do this follow me you're doing a great job wonderful it's okay wipe them away you're doing totally good you're doing you're doing just fine and so I think as we come up to the to the near end of this particular episode, Greg, I would want to ask you if there's someone, if there's a Brie out there, if there's a young woman like you helped out um, amongst all the other women that you've helped out inside the gym, outside the gym, and they're listening to this and they're connecting to the message of, of what you're saying, and they're on the fence of starting their own fitness journey, whether at Haven, whether or not, just on their own, right? What would you tell them to get them off the fence and get them going for themselves? Um, also, very, very great question, Biz. Um, a couple things, a couple things. The first was be just start. Everybody has their own starting goal. Everybody has their 
their future goal. Everybody wants different things with their life, their body. Everybody has different times. Just start. Just start. Just start. Just start. Um, no matter what you do, you can start off by just walking. Walk. I think it's underrated how beneficial walking a little bit more every day could be for your body and your mental. Um, no matter where you go to, if you go to a gym, um, I really love working out at the park. If you can't afford a gym, go to the park. If you can't afford a gym, just start start at a gym. If you're scared to start by yourself, start with someone else. If you're afraid to work out at a big gym, go to a small gym. If you're afraid to work out just by yourself, period, hire a coach. I think there's a lot of different routes to make this happen. I, um, whatever it is that this person or that person is feeling, I know I can understand it. I bet you can understand it too. But just begin. I'm thinking right now, like, what if I didn't just start working out in my mom's basement? Like, where where would I be right now? I might still be in that same bubble where I'm in, I'm in my head and not the person that I am right now. And the person I am right now is someone who I love tremendously. But this did not come through waiting. It didn't come through just being idle. It came through action, and the first things first, man, take a little action. It don't got to be a lot. Just take some kind of action. You will, oh, man, you will love yourself for taking whatever action that you're thinking about right now. Do that. <laughs> you will love yourself for it. I, I, I swear to you. I swear to you. Greg, thank you for with that final message. Um, I think he's completely, entirely, and absolutely right just begin and if you can take away one thing from this pod from coach greg is again these two words just begin with that being said depending on where you are and where you're listening to this to or when you're listening to it um good morning and or good night